0: I'm Scott McGregor, at Scott Trades on Twitter. Welcome to the Hot Wallet Podcast. Before I get going, a quick ask for you to press follow on whatever platform you're getting this on. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave me a five-star review that would really help me out. Also, check out the Hot Wallet Podcast on the Fountain.fm app. You can support this show by sending me satoshis on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Link for that in the description. I'm going to go on what some might call a rant about a public figure. I do want to make it known that I personally believe it's important to respect both elected and appointed public officials and public servants. Whether or not you have to agree with said person in authority is a completely different manner, but I do believe we should have a level of respect for anyone serving the public. I remember the first time I heard the name Gary Gensler. I'm pretty sure it was Kathy Wood who said it during an interview, and there were some rumors at the time about him being appointed to the head of the SEC. Kathy spoke very highly of Gary, not only as an intelligent person, but someone who taught a course about Bitcoin and blockchain at MIT, and therefore fully understood the technology, the potential, and why it's important. Uh, in talking to Michael Saylor uh, earlier, he thinks it's Gary Gensler. Uh, Gary understands Bitcoin. He, he taught about it at MIT before he became chairman of the SEC and he understands how profound this innovation is. First, global, private, meaning non-government, but it is open source, so public in that sense, Um, uh, digital, rules-based, monetary system ever. So it's a very big idea, (laughs) and we do not want to be left behind. At the 2021 SALT Conference, Kathy would also go on to say, and I quote, I'm really happy he, Gary, understands crypto and understands the merits of Bitcoin in particular. He is a regulator, though, and he is a hardcore regulator. That comment came shortly after the Securities and Exchange Commission told crypto exchanges, including Coinbase, to come in and talk. Another cheerleader for Gary Gensler is the founder of Algorand, Silvio Micali. They both taught at MIT. And when Silvio was asked what he thought Gary could bring to the role of the head of the SEC, here's what he said a few years ago.
1: Well, let me tell you, uh, uh, Gary is a very intelligent man, and uh, we need um, um, somehow responsible fostering of innovation. Because this country is, relatively speaking, in the, in the world, is a small country, right? But we have a, a disproportionate know, uh, um, representation, so to speak, thanks to our technology, in, in, the, in the ingenuity of our um, um, uh, citizens, and and also the um, um, the law, the legal infrastructure that surrounds us. So I hope that uh, this uh, will. Uh, Evolve, including in a very good way for everybody, um, uh, cryptocurrencies and uh, and blockchain. So I'm very hopeful, and that uh, somehow we will have a responsible uh, uh, growth uh, um, in uh, regulation. Regulations helps everybody. Good regulations helps everybody.
0: Fast forward a few years, and the SEC is suing Bitrex, an exchange, calling Algorand a security. Hmm. Now, these are just a few examples, but the point is that people in the know, whether you're a long-term investor or a builder with boots on the ground, thought Gary Gensler's appointment to the SEC came with positive anticipation. He knows about the asset class. He's a good communicator. He speaks clearly and plainly. He's our man in Amsterdam. He's taking Mia Wallace out for dinner for $5 milkshakes at Jackrabbit Slim's. And when he comes back, he's going to have a spot Bitcoin ETF to present to Marcellus Wallace. Sorry, uh, I just watched Pulp Fiction again. (laughs) But it wasn't meant to be. Gary ended up being the gimp. With clown memes flooding every tweet he puts out and the moniker of Goldman Gary being thrown his way when it was so obvious that instead of focusing on digital innovation and saving retail investors from actual crises, he was more concerned with maintaining the status quo and suing easy targets while bragging about the number of enforcements brought forward towards any company in the digital ecosystem. He had such an opportunity to become a legitimate hero for digital financial innovation. Instead, we were the fools for believing he was one of us. When in fact, he never owned Bitcoin or any digital asset in his entire life. I can't imagine someone agreeing to teach a course on blockchain technology without ever buying it themselves. I remember when I interviewed Greg Foss in 2022, I asked him about how people should get started when it comes to Bitcoin and digital assets. And one thing he said to me was that it's important to do it yourself, to actually buy the asset, hold the asset, send it to someone, have someone send you something and really play around with the technology so you could see firsthand the power of the blockchain and the beauty of Bitcoin. In a recent congressional hearing, Gary Gensler's first in a while, it was clear that from one side of the political spectrum, Gary's actions, or should I say inaction, got the attention of lawmakers. In what seemed like a five-hour firing squad, elected official after elected official attacked Gary for his clear missteps handling the digital asset ecosystem in America. One going as far as to introduce legislation to have Gary Gensler removed as the head of the SEC. All
2: right. Well, I have a few quick questions uh, where a yes or no answer will suffice.
0: That's Congressman Warren Davidson.
2: Chairman Gensler, part of the SEC's mission is to protect investors. Does the SEC review pre-IPO documents?
3: I, I think you said pre-IPO documents. You're supposed to, if you're going to take a company public. Uh, yeah. The the staff of the SEC does review those to see that they're in compliance. Correct.
2: With is the Coinbase law. a publicly traded company? I'm sorry. Coinbase is Coinbase publicly traded. Uh, yes. All right. So the SEC allowed pension funds and retail investors to invest in a company, Coinbase, that you apparently, from prior remarks, believe was engaging in illegal activity. Uh, all of their activities were laid out in their public filings in the S-1 prior to the IPO. Uh, you did say that you believe Coinbase is selling unregistered securities, correct?
3: Um, again,
2: I'm not going to speak to anyone. No, but you no. said that they're selling unregistered securities. This is your public comments. Uh,
3: I I think, uh, with all respect, I look forward to you finding that because I'm trying to be very careful. I'm we'll, not speaking we'll
2: to anyone. company. help refresh uh, your In the Kim Kardashian settlement, the SEC stated that Ethereum... Max is a security. She reached a settlement for promoting an unregistered security. The unregistered security is Ethereum Max. Uh, have you charged the issuers of Ethereum Max for offering an unregistered security? We reached a settlement with a celebrity, Ms. Kardashian. Yeah, but, but not. she just promoted it. She doesn't operate Ethereum Max. Have you said that Ethereum Max is an unregistered security to the people that offer it?
3: We, we did in that settlement, yes sir. Okay, uh, it's still trading.
0: Now, the most popular clip from Gary's recent congressional session is one where he's asked directly about Ethereum and whether or not he believes Ethereum is a security.
2: Uh, what about Ethereum? Is Ethereum now a security? Uh, we had this- I, I heard discussion. your exchange. They've been in place since 2015. You say in your statements that there's clarity in the market and the rules are clear, just come on in. You can't even answer the question! Do you say XRP is a
3: security? Well, We're in uh, a court and active uh, discussions and litigation on that You're matter. in litigation because you do say it's a security.
0: Gary Gensler is unable to answer the question. My thought is that it's because there's so many court cases that the SEC has on right now against things like Ripple, XRP, and Coinbase that any comments he has may have an effect on the outcome of those cases, and those cases could essentially blow up in his face. That would surely lead to his forthcoming resignation, and I have to believe that's something he doesn't want, as I've heard, in fact, he wants higher-level government positions in the future. But how do you get higher-level government positions? Easy. Don't shake the boat and stay loyal to those who have the power to elect you. So my thought here is that Gary just doesn't want to be anyone who makes any real decisions that might affect any traditional financial players. He wants to have Wall Street behind him no matter what. And we all know how dangerous Bitcoin is to Wall Street and the status quo. The fact that Canada has many spot Bitcoin ETFs and America has none, as I mentioned in a recent podcast, shows you the lobbying power of major traditional old players in the market where they want to keep everything under their control. Now, I've said before that I think it's important to have institutional support in Web3, blockchain, Bitcoin, etc. We need them. They are the conduit for the wall of money coming into this market. The problem is they want it on their terms. They want it under their control and they want to be the ones moving the market. And in my opinion, a lot of these traditional institutions are not yet set up for that to happen. Maybe it's because they weren't paying attention, or maybe it's because they're just still too busy repackaging mortgaged backed securities and credit default swaps and stuffing them down the throats of retirement funds and other investors. And then the pandemic happened and everything changed. I think Gary Gensler is a victim of the system. Not that that takes away any of his guilt for slowing down America's digital innovation. But he is in a position where some of the heads of the major banks can't even admit that Bitcoin has value. So he's probably fighting an uphill battle no matter what. If he goes forward with regulatory clarity, fair and reasoned rules, he angers the institutions. If he continues to drag his heels, he's gonna anger the constituents of elected officials. And so what's the least evil here? In my opinion, the least evil would be angering the constituents of elected officials, because in his mind, they're not going to be the ones to elevate his career forward. The people that are going to be able to influence and elevate his career are traditional players. They have the money, they make the rules, and they get to decide who the gatekeepers are. And that's why he's going after low-hanging fruit. That's why instead of trying to shut down unregistered securities like Ethereum Max, Gary Gensler and the SEC went after Kim Kardashian. It's easier. It makes headlines. His name is in the news. He looks like an enforcer. And anyone who's on a peripheral level sees, oh, wow, look, Gary's really busy. Look at him catching all these people breaking the law. He's our man. Meanwhile, as Gary Gensler is keeping us safe from Kim Kardashian, people like Sam bankman fried Doe Kwon, and the likes of FTX and Terra Luna ravage retail investors, blowing some up and taking them out of the game without any protection from the government. And so if you ask me, that's kind of all by design to sow doubt and fear and uncertainty about Bitcoin, crypto, and digital assets all while major institutions prepare for their own entry when they're ready. We're already seeing major players like the Nasdaq say they want to play a part as a trusted custodian for digital assets. And wouldn't you know it, they just happened to reiterate that news shortly after the SEC came down on Binance. And so in my opinion, Gary is simply biding his time and awaiting his next promotion. The only way he's going to get that is if he plays by their rules and watches retail investors struggle to survive. Is it more difficult
4: now for the digital asset industry to access financial products and services in the United
3: States than it was, say, two years ago?
0: That's GOP Majority Whip Tom Emmer.
3: Uh, Sir, I, I, I'm not running one of those businesses. If they came into compliance, I think. I'm that reclaiming would be my it. time. The answer, sir,
4: is yes. Do you think you and the SEC have had a role to play in
3: that? I think we have a role to protect the American investor and the capital markets and the...
4: Reclaiming my time, sir, you have played an obvious role in that. During your tenure at the SEC, how many rules has the SEC finalized that actually accommodate the existing regulatory framework and are specifically to the digital asset industry so the crypto market can come
3: into compliance? It's our rule books that are on the books for years, so we have not finalized any new rule specifically with regard to crypto, we've proposed some things in best execution. We've also... uh Sir, reclaiming
4: my time, the answer is zero. And how many enforcement actions has the SEC levied against digital asset companies during your tenure, sir? I think it's probably 40 or 50. The answer, sir, is about 55. My understanding is that the biggest crypto failure in history is probably FTX at $9 billion. Were you the chairman of the SEC when FTX collapsed? Yes. And how many times did you meet with FTX prior to their collapse? I think my public record shows two. You met with FTX at least twice. And arguably the second biggest crypto failure in history was Terra Luna. Who was the chairman of the SEC when Terra Luna collapsed, sir? We had brought- uh, You were, sir, reclaiming my time,
0: you were. It's not all bad, however. We are seeing some dissension in the ranks within the SEC. Commissioner Hester Pierce has been a bright light during a dark time. We must protect her at all costs. She has released various statements and speeches showing that not everyone within the SEC agrees with Chair Gensler's approach to digital assets. I recommend you take some time and read some of her notes if you're interested. They're carefully written and well thought out. I think it's important to have resolve during this time where we see publicly traded exchanges like Coinbase threaten to leave America's shores. Bitcoin isn't going anywhere. In fact, it's only getting stronger. Hash rates are at an all-time high and the more people hear about it, read about it and talk about it, the more influence it has and the more special it becomes. There's still a large portion of the population of this planet who just don't get it yet. They don't understand it. And while some people see that as a problem, I see it as a fantastic opportunity to share knowledge and help grow the understanding of others, not just about Bitcoin, but about financial literacy and monetary policy. For too long, too many of us, including myself, We're simply a passenger along for the ride that elected and appointed officials were taking us on with no real understanding of the long-term effects and impacts it would have on myself and my family in the future. Now, as a father, I make it a priority for my kids to understand the truth about what's happening and what it could mean down the road. That doesn't mean that I try and influence them. I just let them know what's happening from my perspective and allow them to decide what they think. So while we wait for the resolution of what might happen to digital assets in America, whether that's by court case after court case or brute force from elected officials.
2: To correct a long series of abuses, I'm introducing legislation that removes the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, and replaces the role with an executive director that reports to the board where all
0: authority would reside. Once again, this is Congressman Warren Davidson, who is not only suggesting legislation to remove Gary Gensler as the head of the SEC, but to restructure it completely.
2: Former chairs of the SEC will be ineligible under my proposed bill. Uh, And this isn't just my take. It resonates across the political spectrum. The American people want democratic access to capital, retail investor participation. You can't just exclude retail investors from markets and claim it's for their own good. Our markets need to function and flourish, and I yield back.
0: It just feels like we're a bit stuck right now in this current regime of digital asset intolerance while we see countries like Russia and jurisdictions like Hong Kong embrace Bitcoin, crypto, and digital assets and stand by while we watch America fall behind the rest of the world. I don't see this as the end, however. I seem to think it's more of the beginning. And so, Chair Gensler, Gary Gensler, Mr. Gensler, Goldman Gary, I just have one thing to say. We're not only mad, we're disappointed. Good day, sir. Thanks for listening to the Hot Wallet Podcast. If you like this, be sure and check out our back catalog of fantastic interviews with traders, analysts, and authors. My name is Scott McGregor at Scott Trades on Twitter. I'll see you next time. From the bottom, ain't no half stepping. I'm the dog, I made it through, so they don't ask questions. Long beach, and it ain't no half-reppin'. Once a dog, always a dog, so they don't ask
4: questions. I'm Matt Cundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.